0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. It's so good to have you with me today. So this episode that you are listening to was not the planned episode and it'll become pretty evident why in a moment. Um, But I had a planned episode that was all programmed to drop at 1am Monday morning uh, and they're all now going to get shunted back uh, a week. And that's not a problem uh, because in the last week, the Queen, uh, the monarch of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth, uh, passed away. Now, I am no royalist in the sense that um, I'm you know, not that fussed about the monarchy, really, uh, although I am quite fussed about the Queen. I have really grown to appreciate the Queen, uh, particularly because of what I would describe as her Christmas sermon. Now, it isn't a sermon every Christmas. She has the Queen's speech, goes out at three o'clock. And something shifted in the last 20 years. A confidence changed, really, in the Queen in the last 20 years uh, that I have just loved. Her Christmas sermons had become... Uh, I'm sorry have become more and more have or had that's a good question isn't it I suppose it had they had become more and more Christian more evangelistic more centered on Jesus and I first noticed this in 2011 really I'd got an American friend uh, who was over in the UK we invited him and his wife to come and have Christmas with us uh, we said oh you got to listen to the Queen's speech and we put on the Queen's speech in, in 2011 and they were just blown away by how clear the queen was on the christian faith uh, she was pretty clear on what christmas was about and the faith that she had And so i started doing a bit of research into it and i you know, found out that really uh, in the 70s 80s and, and 90s uh, she had a writing team that would write her speeches and there became this point where the queen started to take more control of the christmas speech and christmas um three o'clock um sermon as i get, Now, describe it, and in that shift, she took more ownership on talking about herself and her own personal faith. And what I thought would be really neat to do today would be to look at some of the things the Queen has said in Christmas uh, speeches uh, about our faith and just reflect on them uh, for a moment with us Uh, because there's so much in what she talks about um, in her Christmas sermons that I think are just so true. And as disciples of Jesus, it's good to remind ourselves of them. So really just taking the opportunity to to take what she has said about Jesus and faith and actually reflect on it for ourselves for a moment. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to go through a whole bunch of quotes from the Queen's Christmas speeches and reflect on them and why they are important. What she said is so true about our faith. So friends, welcome to this episode of Making Disciples. It's so good to have you with me today. If you're a regular listener, we'll be back onto our normal kind of pattern next week. Um, but today, we're going to be talking about the Queen's speeches. So here we go, uh, an episode looking at some of the things the Queen has said over the last number of years of her reign. The Queen, in many ways, remained pretty silent about many things, but she spoke openly about her Christian faith, which was central to her long life and service. The Queen really loved the Lord. The Queen was a devout disciple of Jesus. She loved the Lord, she was prayerful, she was reflective, and it oozed from her Christmas sermons. The moment where she was able to talk about herself in her faith, it, it came out. So, the Queen did not speak openly about politics. Um, she did talk about a steadfast faith in Jesus. That was something that she spoke quite passionately about. And I've got a whole bunch of quotes and moments from uh, her Christmas speeches I'm just going to walk through uh, with us now. The first quote I'm going to read to us this is from 2014, very recent, this one. She said this in, the, in her 2014 speech, For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today is an inspiration, an anchor in my life, a role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example has taught me to seek to respect and value all people, whatever faith or none. I love this one because she talks about Jesus being the inspiration and the anchor of her life and a role model of which she was to build her life on. As a disciple of Jesus, uh, what we are doing in in that we are anchoring ourselves to the way of Jesus Christ, and we are using him as our inspiration and role model for the way that we now choose to live, and that's that's what she's talking about here. What she's talking about actually is discipleship. You know, for me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Whose birth we celebrate today is an inspiration and an anchor for my life. It's a role model. So she's actually talking about Jesus here being the one of which she is blueprinting her life against. And I, and I love that. You know, it'd be very easy for a monarch to have so much wealth and so much power that they they don't need to serve uh, anyone else because everybody around them is there serving them. But what the queen realized was there was one greater than her that she was there in that role to serve. Uh, And as a part of this discipling herself in the way of Jesus, she'd realized in all of this that this faith, this Jesus' example, it taught her that actually she was to seek respect and value of, of others. That her life was not there just for herself, but she was there for others, and uh, I just wonder if, for how many of us, if we were the king or the queen, how how much we would just see that everybody else's life is to orientate around around us. Uh, you know, I'm the king, I'm the queen. Uh, you orientate around me, and she she realised that her life was to orientate around him. Uh, that that it's his example that she then now was was living out. So, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, an inspiration, and anchor in my life, a role model. What about this one? Uh, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, uh, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God The Queen recognised that he was the one that she was to put her trust in, uh, that the role that she had was only a role, that she was not a god, she was not all-powerful, she was one that ruled as monarch, uh, but there was a king that was on the throne that was greater than her, and and that king is the one that we are to trust. Uh, He is the one that we put our uh, faith in. That quote comes from 2002 and know just how much i rely on my faith i love that the queen was someone whose faith was deep it had been there all her life and it had been an anchor for her life and that no matter what happened and whatever difficult things that needed navigating at the end of the day god is the one that she could trust Uh, he was the one that was trustworthy and would give her the truth I've recently been preaching on Daniel and in the book of Daniel, uh, the King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar looks to all the wrong people for wisdom. He goes to the wizards and the uh, the charlatans and the astrologers to get guidance. And uh, and in the story of Daniel, uh, it's about Daniel coming to, to the king to say, actually, there is a God who we can trust and it's not the things that you trust. Queen Elizabeth trusted in God and uh, she really placed him as her foundation. The next quote is my all time favourite. It's the one that comes from 2011. I referenced it a moment ago. Uh, sat watching the Queen's speech with uh, friends from the US, but she says something in this one that I absolutely loved. Like for me, she was like, I was like, preach it. Like, come on, this is it. She says here, although we are capable of great acts of kindness, History teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves. I love it. We need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness, from our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher or a general, although they are important, but a saviour with the power to forgive. And I love this. This was a Queen's speech in 2011. She is proclaiming the gospel right in the middle of her queen's speech. I'm going to read it again. I think it's one of the best examples of her being so clear. She's talking here about our brokenness, our sinfulness. Uh, She's talking here about our greed. And she's talking about the unique person of Jesus. And she's talking about him not as a philosopher or as a military general, but Jesus as the saviour. So let me read this again. Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our own recklessness and our own greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher or a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. There's no doubt here in the Queen's mind who Jesus is. Uh, she's talking about a Jesus with the power to forgive. She believes that Jesus is not a prophet. She doesn't believe that he is a philosopher. She doesn't believe that he's a, a political leader or a military leader. But what she does believe is that Jesus is Messiah. and this, this Messiah, this Savior, has the power to forgive sins. She is clearly stating who she believed Jesus was. And the invitation there is for us to know that same Jesus. You know, she starts by saying, although we're capable of great acts of kindness, you know, we're wretched. Sometimes we need saving from ourselves. And uh, she knows that uh, we are reckless, that we are greedy. And this is why God sends into the world a unique person of Jesus, a Messiah, a saviour, with the power to forgive. Uh, So I love that 2011 uh, Christmas sermon. For me, that was that was it she was stating the gospel so beautifully clear next quote this is from the year 2000 to many of us our beliefs are of fundamental importance for me the teachings of Jesus Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life I, like so many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's words and example. I love this. So here she says uh, that the teachings of Jesus are important to her. But she also says my own personal accountability before God. I love this. The queen here is talking about a personal relationship with God. She's not talking about religion, she's not talking about institution, she's not talking about the church, she's not talking about Sunday gatherings. She's talking about a personal uh, relationship with God, uh, which is the foundation of her life. She's talking about a personal faith in Jesus Christ. And it's very easy to talk about religion and it's very easy to talk about Christianity and it is very uh, easy to talk about faith in general terms. But here she's talking about a personal relationship with God. And at the heart of a uh, relationship with God, you know, discipleship, you know, this growing closeness of living like Christ, receiving Christ, it's all about a personal relationship. And that's what she talks about. I just think it's amazing. The Queen uh, of England prayed and she had a personal relationship with God and this oozed through her not just once but multiples and multiples of times and so i find such encouragement that the heart of the monarchy of the church of england has been a woman who is prayerful and that has a personal relationship before god uh, she believes in jesus she believes in his death and his resurrection she believes he is messiah and savior with the power to forgive and for which she has a personal relationship Uh, and and for me that brings so much encouragement you know somebody who uh she she sat with these prime ministers 15 different prime ministers i believe Uh, she sat with the archbishops of canterbury uh bishops of london and you know sat, sat with people from all over the globe you know she's had dinner with trump she's had dinner with dinner with obama and you know going all the way bush um going bush Dinner all the way back, going Bush as well, and all all the other American presidents. She's had dinner with these people, and she is sat there with a personal relationship with Jesus. And I love that. Can we say the same that we have a personal, accountable relationship with God, uh, of which creates a framework to lead our lives? Um, You know, that's what I long for. I I want that, and I'm seeking that to have this personal relationship with God. The next quote comes from uh, again 2011 just a different section of that that christmas speech Uh, she said this forgiveness lies at the heart of the christian faith it can heal broken families it can restore uh, friendships it can reconcile divided communities it is in forgiveness that we feel the power of god's love her understanding of the gospel is one of forgiveness she understands Uh, that we need forgiveness. She understands that we need to be reconciled. Uh, Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can can heal broken families. It can restore friendships. Uh, It can reconcile divided communities. The Queen recognised that what we need as a nation was forgiveness. She recognised that there are families that are broken, there's friendships that are broken, there are communities that are broken, they're hurting. We hurt each other. And she recognises that the thing that's going to change the nation isn't going to be better politics and it isn't going to be more money for the poor, although these things are really important. She recognised that actually it was forgiveness, communities forgiving each other, families and friendships, all being reconciled Uh, and forgiveness. And she talks about the power of forgiveness and she talks here about it is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. And there's a word there I think is really important. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of love. And yet again, I just want to anchor on, on on this for a moment. The Queen talks about a personal relationship with God. And she talks about feeling the power of God's love. The Queen felt the power of God's love. She understood the importance of forgiveness, the importance that forgiveness makes in communities uh, for transformation. And it's in forgiveness, she says, that we feel the power of love. I love the Queen feeling God's love. Now, she, she, Chris, this shouldn't surprise us. It shouldn't surprise us. But what the Queen articulates in, in her speeches is a faith that goes beyond mechanics and beyond religious institution. She talks about an emotional faith, um, which in some ways the Queen didn't really come across that emotional. You know, very often her face in photographs is very sombre. But here she, you know, she's talking and articulating about the feeling, the power of God's love. So she knows about forgiveness and she knows about God's love, a part of the gospel. And then uh, here we go, here's a quote from 2020, just in the last year. So she said this, For Christians, Jesus is the light of the world. The teaching of Jesus Christ have served as my inner light as has the sense of purpose we can find in coming together to worship so here i loved it she was talking about worship and she was talking about who jesus is it says numbers of times you know we hear the queen talk theologically about who jesus is so you remember the, the speech from 2011 when she says that he was a unique person he was not a philosopher and he was not a general but he was a savior she's talking theologically there about who jesus is he was not a man but he was saviour and now here she talks about Jesus Christ is the light of the world she talks about who Jesus is theologically and she's really talking back to John chapter 1 Jesus is the light of the world and she's using a very clear biblical language here to articulate who Jesus is for Christians Jesus is the light of the world the teaching of Jesus Christ has served as my inner light there's a number of times this has now come up as about Jesus's teachings so she talks uh, quite often in her Christmas sermons about how the teachings of Jesus have transformed her and impacted her and changed the way that she lives uh, the teachings of Jesus have served as my inner light uh, as has the sense of purpose we can find in coming together in worship so here she talks about two things she talks theologically about who Jesus is talks about how Jesus' teachings have transformed her and actually become this light of which she now navigates the world. And then she says, as has the sense of purpose we find in coming together in worship. The queen who is worshipped was a worshipper. You know, the queen who is venerated, venerated the king. The queen had no doubt that there was one that was greater than her. And that this one that was greater than her was one to be worshipped she did not believe that she was the greatest but she believed that she was here to here to serve and she believed that she was here to worship the one who truly sat on the throne in other words the queen had no doubt in her mind who was really in charge and what her position was which leads us to the next one. So this quote goes a bit further back. This is, goes back to 1981. And in this, she really talks about the impact that Jesus therefore makes on us and the life that we live sacrificially. So let me read this. Christ not only re- revealed to us the truth of his teachings. See, it comes up again, the teachings of Jesus. So the Queen really is aware that Jesus came to teach and train and educate us in his way. So Jesus not only revealed to us the truth of his teachings, he lived by what he believed and gave us the strength uh, to do, uh, trying to do the same. And finally, on the cross, he showed the supreme example of physical and moral courage. So, what the queen is talking here about is sacrifice—Jesus's sacrifice on the cross and the example of his sacrifice, physically and morally. Um, so she's she's talking about his teachings, but she's also talking about Jesus didn't just teach. He lived out what he said. He put actions and flesh and blood on what he said. So Jesus on the cross, she says, showed the supreme example of physical and moral courage. In other words, Jesus gives us teachings of which he then modelled. And therefore we do the same. Jesus is teaching us. And these teachings that we are learning, we are not just to just, just know them. We are actually to live them out. And there to become a life of sacrifice, a life of courage lived out for Jesus. So the Queen understood that this life that was now lived out was one of sacrifice. You know, like Jesus dying on the cross, we are now to, to live out this life. So she's talking about sacrifice. And that's all about discipleship, isn't it? She was understanding that there's a life of a disciple that was now to be different because of Jesus in 2012 let's just go back to the incarnation again for a moment um she actually again talks about the incarnation she talks about this many times the incarnation and the cross come up in her christmas sermons so in 2012 she said this this is the time of year when we remember that god sent his only son to serve um not to be served he restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person." of Jesus Christ well what she's talking about here again is the incarnation this God that comes sending his son Jesus coming to incarnate himself in the world and that he would put flesh and blood onto the stuff that God talks about and this um, putting on the flesh and blood as the only son he does so to serve and not be served it'd be very easy for a king to come uh, to say he's here to serve but actually he's not here to serve he's, he's here to be worshipped very easy for Jesus to come and easily allowed everybody to get on their knees to worship him but Jesus doesn't she said Jesus comes not to serve but to be served not not to uh, serve I'm so sorry this is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve not to be served he restored love and service to the centre of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. So this, in this incarnation, God comes to serve, uh, to show us what it looks like to live out this faith. Just two more quotes before I finish. Um, Twenty uh, So 1980, so I've got uh, a slightly older one before a new one. She says this, again, talking about service of, of, of others. For the Queen, what was really interesting was service comes up a lot. She understood that to be a disciple of Jesus meant that you were to be a server of other people, not somebody who just took, but actually gave back to society. She says this, In difficult times, we may be tempted to find excuses for self in. Indulgence and to wash our hands of responsibility. Christmas stands for the opposite, she said. We need to go out and look for opportunities to help those less fortunate than ourselves, even if that service demands sacrifice. So the Queen really understood that she understood who Jesus was, she understood about his death and his resurrection, she understood about the need for forgiveness, and then she understood that once you've accepted this, Once you've accepted who Jesus is, uh, then we have this responsibility not to be self-indulgent, not just to take and take and take, but that Christians are there uh, to bring about change in society. And she said that we need to look for opportunities to find those less fortunate than ourselves, even if that service demands sacrifice. If it costs you, it doesn't matter because we are here to serve others rather than be Served So the queen really understood what what does it now mean? The fact that Jesus has died and rose again, that Jesus was born in the incarnation, that he taught in the way of God and that he showed us what that way of God looked like. What does it now mean? And she understood what it now meant was that we were now to serve others, to actually wash the feet of others. And then I'm just going to finally wrap this up with just a a couple of lines from her 2013 christmas speech and this time really it's about the inner stuff and who this gospel message is for is the gospel just for white middle class people is the gospel just for those that get it is the gospel just for those who look neat and tidy enough for this thing and the queen says this this is 2013 for christians as for all people of faith, reflection, meditation and prayer help us to renew ourselves in God's love. I love that. It's through meditation and prayer. Help us to renew ourselves in God's love as, as we strive daily to become better people. The Christmas message shows us that this love is for everyone. There is no one beyond its Reach The Queen really understood that the gospel is for every single person, that there is no one that is too far gone. There's nobody that is not allowed to access Jesus. But that, it is for everyone. The Christmas message shows us that this love is for everyone. What the Queen really grasped was that Jesus is coming the gospel his death and his resurrection was so that everyone may come to know that they are loved radically by God the Christmas story every year brings us back down to this message that God so loved the world that he sent his only son and the queen recognized that Chris this Christmas message was there for us to remember each year that that the love of God is for everybody and that there is nobody beyond reach of God's love. So the Queen, over a number of years, numbers and numbers of years, each year preaching just a little bit of the gospel, a little bit of the gospel, I would argue, has been one of the greatest evangelists of our generation. I was reading the other day how she spent time with Billy Graham, the institutional church of which I'm a part told her do not spend time with billy graham uh you you know he's he's not anglican you know he's an evangelical don't spend time with him and the queen did spend time with him she listened to him and she heard him preach the gospel i'm sure he made a big impact on the queen's life but certainly Uh, she became anointed as this evangelist that every Christmas she would share something of the gospel message in such a way the entire nation and the Commonwealth would hear that gospel message. The Queen knew that she had an opportunity to say something about Jesus um, that had almost, you know, been stripped out of Christmas. You know, Christmas has become all about buying, 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 drinking and eating, greed and gluttony. And the Queen recognised that she could say something about the gospel at three o'clock every Christmas, that a Christmas wouldn't go by without something of Jesus being mentioned. And if you to look at all of these these sermons, they, there is no doubt she has preached the gospel, the preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, the inspiration and the anchor of her life as he was the role model. You know, she's talked about Um, we as human beings we're capable of great acts of kindness but we're also uh, capable of despicable things, reckless things greedy things and this is why God sent into the world a unique person she said not a philosopher or or a general or or anything else but a saviour Jesus Christ saviour who remember she described him as the light of the world who also lit her path and helped her navigate life and this navigating life ends up becoming about his teachings that have impacted her and the forgiveness that lies at the heart of the christian faith transforming society you know she really understood that that forgiveness was the thing that would transform the united kingdom not better politics or more money but forgiveness she understood who Jesus was. She understood the impact that he was to make on our lives. And then she was to understand that as a disciple, this would now look like sacrifice. It would look uh, difficult. Uh, it would it would mean that we as people would have to strive to serve and be a sacrifice for others, um, making sure that others had all that they needed. And then ultimately she recognised that there was another part of this faith in Jesus and it was about reflection, it was about meditation and it was about prayer, the spiritual disciplines for the renewal. I loved it because she said in that last um, quote, she said, meditation and prayer help us to renew ourselves in God's love. She understood the renewal of our souls through prayer. She understood that we daily need to be transformed by him and renewed by him so that we may be people of God's love. So that, all people would know the love of god that it was for everyone so friends i want to argue that queen was our greatest evangelist she spoke powerfully about jesus will the future king do the same well time will tell let's let's pass judgment uh when he has brought his first christmas speech christmas sermon but surely queen elizabeth has been one of our greatest evangelists Preaching the good news of Jesus every Christmas. So, friends, I hope you find that interesting. Just going back over some of the Queen's speeches, and encouragement that somebody like the Queen could love Jesus as much as she did. She was somebody uh, who was the Queen, but she knew there was a King on the throne that was greater than her. And the question for us is: Do we behave as if there's a King on the throne greater than us? Too easy for us to be the King of our lives or the Queen of our lives and not place Jesus at the centre. Friends, I want to encourage you, like the Queen, make Jesus the King. May he be the centrepiece of all that you are and all that you do and all that you worship each day. So friends, I pray that you found that remotely interesting looking over some of the things the Queen has said. We'll be back on to our normal programming next week. But until next time, friends, have a great week. Grace and peace.